0: Welcome to the untrue show where I talk about the reality of being a millennial without all the rants Welcome back All right, this week is the first time that I asked all of my Instagram followers What they wanted me to talk about and the options were dating and career stuff and Overwhelmingly everybody picked that I should talk about dating <laughs> I was kind of surprised that I got so many votes for dating I was kind of thinking people would want to hear the career stuff I'm down to talk about whatever. I think as I kind of work through putting together episodes for you guys, like hearing the feedback is really helpful in terms of what you'd like to learn more about or hear me talk more about as I navigate through as well. I'm dating. So um, it's definitely something that's on my mind, maybe top of mind to an extent. So here I am and I'm ready to talk about it. I don't know if it's going to be the direction that some of you think it might go, but hopefully it's a direction that you can learn something from. So the topic of today's discussion is going to be adjusting your attitude about dating. So I think that dating is just, it's just dating. And I, yeah, I mean, it's difficult. It is difficult to date. I've been listening to this audiobook on Audible and the author talks about how we're dating in a famine to an extent because there's way more women out here than men. And I'm sure all of you guys dating feel that as well. Uh, but one major key that I've learned over my season of being single is that really changing your mindset about it is like half the battle. And the reason that I say that is because if I walk around and I'm kind of negative about the whole process, I'm definitely not going to attract quality people today. I'm not going to have a good time on my dates. I'm going to be looking for everything wrong with them. And I just didn't want to be that person anymore. So the first thing I really did to look into that a little bit deeper and understand it and move beyond it was to start minimizing my exposure to toxicity. All right, I know that sounds like a lot, so I'll repeat it again. It's minimize your exposure to toxicity. Um, One thing that I do is sometimes when I'm talking about dating with a group of people, I notice it's really easy for everyone to jump in and commiserate about negative dating experiences we've all had them they happen but I really don't want to commiserate about those negative experiences and I've also found out sometimes when we talk about negative dating experiences people aren't really dating for instance I was out with a group of girls and we're like oh dating sucks in Atlanta dating sucks in Atlanta and then I was just kind of tired of this conversation just going in loops and loops and loops so I kind of stepped in and I said well when was the last time you went on a date And the main person driving the conversation was like, two years ago. So you can't make such a blanket statement about something you haven't done in two years. Uh, And then I had another conversation where someone told me they don't like to go on coffee dates. And in my mind, I think that if you're someone who doesn't have a lot of free time, like right now, I don't have tons of free time because I'm in graduate school. And you know, I work full time. And you know, that's my part time thing. And then I'm doing other things like podcasting. Sometimes a coffee day is all you really have time for. So to expect for a guy to take you out to lunch, breakfast or dinner might be a lot if he's also doing that kind of dating too. And he also has limited time. So I I appreciate a great tea day I'm not a coffee drinker but we can go to Starbucks and I can order tea a tea date a smoothie date, a donut date I've had all those things I've even had um walk around a shopping complex date I mean it's just something that you can do together and I'd say we went and we tried on glasses at Warby Parker so it's a really cool way to look at someone's face for a long time without seeming like a creeper (laughs) And just spend time together. And I ended up going back to buy the glasses that the guy liked. So I don't necessarily agree with the sentiment that every date has to be a full blown meal, especially if you're really just trying to get to know people and you're getting to know multiple people. Like nobody has time to go out for five dinners or four breakfasts and two lunches in a week. It's just not feasible. So. Another way that I really try to minimize my exposure to conversations like that is if someone's having them walk away, if I see them online, don't really engage in those kind of threads. And then especially on Twitter, I think a lot of people find a way to come together and commiserate about those negative experiences, but I'm not really interested in those. And I'm also not interested in a lot of the think pieces around why women are single, because that just doesn't help me feel motivated and optimistic about my own love life like there's even songs and stuff about this stuff like I was listening to Lizzo Truth Hurts it's the number one song in the country right now and I love Lizzo but just when you really get into the nitty-gritty of the lyrics it's kind of not that nice towards men um and so just kind of understanding like this this music yeah I enjoy the the music but when I get deep into the lyrics I know like I don't want to think this way about all guys they're not all like that and the person out there for me isn't this way so kind of like letting it releasing it staying away from people who speak negatively over your dating life and just keeping your peace and not being so ingrained in the toxic stuff another way that I say you really have to adjust your attitude about dating is really stepping up your level of discernment so for me it's just learning to process your feelings and keep the feelings and reality separate because sometimes we feel things that are not in line with reality I'd say I think about this Ariana Grande song Imagine and I was reading how that song is about A denial of failed relationships and I thought that was a really good description of the song because it's a very romanticized night a very romanticized feeling and it definitely puts you in a mood but it's not realistic with with the reality of what the relationships were they fell apart and um I was reading that she has a hard time performing that song because of the nature of what it is So I really say we have to put a lot of time in working on being able to disconnect our over-the-top emotions from the reality of what things are. Because sometimes when we look back on past relationships, it's really easy to think, wow, that was so good, or wow, I was... I I didn't mess up. I didn't do anything wrong. He was so sweet. He was amazing. And it just isn't the truth of the matter. So separating the fact from fiction, the feelings from the reality of what happened is a really, really great thing to do for yourself. So that's the first two. First one was minimize your exposure to toxicity. The second one was really work to discern um, feelings from reality. So the third one, I think is the hardest one, but it definitely is the one that requires the most of us. It's called uh, self-exploration. So really trying to figure out what you want out of everything. I more recently found myself on a date a couple weeks ago and I just didn't, I wasn't into the guy that like in that way. I was into him more as a friend and I also had to ch- really evaluate my approach to dating because it was just not the best approach I was in the mindset of okay this guy has to pick me whereas I should be and I am now more in the mindset of how is this person fit into my life and is this person worthy of my time and energy and effort there's this really great book that I read called boundaries and it talks a lot about how we have boundaries against what we want to do, what we don't want to do, and what works for us and what doesn't work for us. So, How do you stick to those boundaries and maintain them is a really big part of being in a relationship. So I think you're two people coming together who have an expectation of how you want things done, but there's just some things you can't bend on. There's some things you can't compromise on, like religion. If you're one religion, you're not going to compromise on your religion just to jump to the other person's religion. Like That's not an easy compromise or easy boundary to cross. So looking at things like that um and also really understanding the value that I bring to a relationship and even just bring to a team because there's things about me that are strength, there's things about me that are weakness. And so having a full scope of what those things are has been a really great journey for me to figure out. So I actually just finished my very first audiobook on Audible and I know I mentioned this before the game of desire and it has this workbook that has been really insightful for me about a lot of these things it's where you write out and you walk through self-discovery in order to recognize what you want and need out of a relationship so I talked about this previously but you look at your love language you looked at how do you give love? How do you receive love? Your apology language, how do you give and receive apologies? You look at your attachment style, you look at your attraction on the Kinsey scale. Um, and you really just kind of explore like, what's a good fit for me? She also walks us through how to make a list of your um, top five things that are set in place of what you need from someone you're going to date or see. And so that was really helpful for me to say like, here are things that I definitely, definitely, definitely cannot bend on. One big thing for me is agreeability. So I really need someone that's easy to get along with. And if they're not really easy to get along with that might be a problem. That's probably something I can't really bend on. But fashion sense is something that I think is not that big of a deal if a guy doesn't really have the best fashion in the world I feel like that's something we can work on together or we can just let it go <laughs> um, so really understanding like what those frozen five things are that you really need out of a partner fashion is not one of them but getting along with each other is definitely one that I think is important and valuable so Another book that I've been reading, I feel like I've mentioned a lot of books today, but uh, they're really helpful in this journey towards towards getting into a relationship and just towards under, better understanding myself. So I've been reading this book called um, Love Between Equals, and it talks about relationships as a spiritual path. And it's one of those books at, where the title, it doesn't quite match some of the messaging in the book, because it's really difficult to have a love between equals. You're never really going to be 50, 50 in a relationship it does definitely address that. But more than anything, it really addresses how we need to make sure our self love is in check because that personal love for ourselves is triggered by our own conscious and unconscious desires, we all have these things that haven't been healed, their wounds, needs, and rejections. So making sure that we're very conscious of those things and how they impact who we are, what we do, the decisions we make, and how we relate and date others is really, really important because if you don't have a grasp on those, you're going to have a really hard time letting someone into your life in any aspect romantically. So really looking at how all those things trigger you and unconsciously and consciously and trying to work through them as best that you can to get to a point of understanding. So just to recap, we've talked about the ways to adjust your attitude about dating the first one was toxic toxicity, minimizing your exposure to it, uh, you know, c- checking your music, being cautious of the threads you engage with, moving away from tweets that are toxic, really trying to speak more positively about your dating life and your dating future, being more hopeful and optimistic versus being toxic and negative. The second one is using discernment. Exercising your discernment and understanding that you have to process your feelings separate from reality because sometimes they're not the same thing. Oftentimes they're not the same thing. So making sure that you're looking at things from a really healthy lens. And then the last one is know yourself. So understanding that we all have wounds, we all have rejections, and we all have needs and being conscious of them as best that we can in order to navigate getting the love that we want getting to the place where we want to be relationally and not having those things stand in the way because we're always going to have them everybody has them so just maintaining a healthy relationship with them is really important all right so that's all I got for you guys on the topic of dating for this week let me know how I did feel free to rate my podcast wherever you're listening and follow me on social media. I am the Great Dana J. If you're my buddy, you can text me. But you know, you can find me in all those places. Let me know what you thought of this episode, and I might put out another poll to see what you guys would like for me to talk about next. Hopefully, you enjoy this one and are able to take something away. And yeah, I'll be back next week. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.